hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. Listen, it's a little time for Theo's fun, funny story times, all right? That's okay. how we're going to start off Funny the show. stories? Before you start, funny story time. I was at, um, this weekend, there was like a music fest, small like neighborhood music festival in our in our neighborhood called Porch Fest, where it's like, a, it's like there's a bunch oh. of people who play instruments on their porches and you walk around from place to place. And I've been to, you, you took me one time and it was lovely. Yeah, Porch Fest is a wonderful time. So it happens out like throughout the neighborhoods of Boston and it was in our neighborhood this weekend. And one of the mm-hmm. performances I went to was this like dance performance thing that was, I participated in it. It was wonderful. But before it started, <laughs> it was supposed to schedule to start at three. And okay. I get there at like 2.50 and I'm like hanging around and there's like this clown performing like this clown oh, and like okay. he's like he's like kind of razzing the audience and like people are like an half, actual clown like an actual not, you're like not a, insulting a, a performer a, a, no a clown who is dressed up the big shoes the white face paint the whole the whole nine yards Ooh. okay um and i meet a friend a friend of a friend who happens to be the organizer of the, this event and she's like standing off to the side <laughs> and she's like she's like fuming and she's like this fucking clown i can't believe this <laughs> fucking clown and i was like what what's going on and she's like he needed this time slot. He's going to eat into the dance performance time slot because apparently the clown had an emergency. And so he needed to have this, he needed to have this time slot so he could perform and then leave. And I thought that was the fucking wildest (laughs) assertion I had heard in a long while. This clown has an emergency. Mind you, the emergency is not so much of an emergency that he has to leave right now. It's an emergency that he can still perform. He just has to like, do it now so that he can leave and deal with his emergency. Is the okay? I have so many questions. There's so, <laughs> so many things, but a clown in a hurry is a very, it's very funnier good. to me. It's very a, good. A clown in a, a mild panic. Yeah, is, a clown, is, a clown performing. Uh, I got you. I got your nose. Uh, he's doing them really quick. He's, doing he's, really he's like, what do you want? Balloon dog. Balloon, balloon dog. Balloon. Okay, there you go. Nothing up my sleeve. Oh, ribbon, 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 ribbon. Go, go, go. But okay, so first of all, is he getting paid? Is he like, this is my last chance? I need this. I need. I gotta pay I mean, rent. They're gonna evict me. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's dependent on this paycheck. That's why he's like, I, I gotta get out there and clown it up. But from what I know about Porchfest, I don't think it's mostly amateur. Like yeah. it's it's people on there literally on their porch jamming. Yeah, it's having it's, a great time. It's primarily, I don't know if he was like a partnered event of the thing, like. A partnered Maybe. performer, performer, or if he just showed up and was like, "It's clowning time." Maybe it's like the city or something. Like hired now, him. but th- the what I mainly <laughs> wanted fuck? to talk to you about was, uh huh, what's a clown emergency? <laughs> okay, that's 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 <laughs> I because this is if he's not a professional clown, that means that he's an a very enthusiastic amateur clown. Yeah, who w- right before probably got on the phone and it was like. Your daughter is it broke her leg, and he's like, 
I'm about to go on. I'm about to go. <laughs> like, I cannot do. Like I is, can she wait? Like Susie, it's something that I he told asked, you specifically. Stay wait. off of the trampoline. That's for when I'm home. I think it is like maybe a big blowout fight or something. Or like <laughs> our daughter is running away right now. She is. <laughs> I thought it was more back. like She's throwing her stuff. Oh out. my god! I just found out there are 50 people in my car. I have to go deal with this. <laughs> Okay, th- now we're getting to the fun bits. This is past, <laughs> this is past reality. The, thought, the, the reality of him having a real emergency into clown emergencies. Uh, he brought the wrong flower. He brought the wrong and flower, it, has to leave. Yeah. Just, it uh, turns out the store down the road has one more size 18 pair of shoes. He has to go get them. He has a full clown family, and there's like a full, <laughs> he has to go to a clown funeral. <laughs> Like is, he's, that he's you, barely... is that how you imagine clowns like they're from this se- from a separate yeah. society that is all clowns <laughs> and they've intermarried for generations and that's why they're clowns you figured me out this uh, is one area is, where i don't yeah. know how it works Clo- <laughs> you think the clown is... or cl- clown clown people are kind of like the amish like they're off doing their own thing what if it was something that like now i'm going into action movie territory where he starts pulling the ribbon out and he's like okay it's going to end now and it just keeps going and he's like <laughs> what is going on here to, and then he, he's like i have to go talk to nasa I have to like go talk this to is, somebody about this this is a black hole and it is just constantly t- like i don't know what's <laughs> happening look up my sleeves please look at my sleeves there's there's nothing right no oh there's something maybe He's a sleeper agent, and just before he got uh, activated, and he's like, "Well, I've committed to the bit of being a cloud. Certainly, whatever this is can wait a little bit longer. I don't have to launch any nuclear bombs now, right?" I love that secret agent who just like <laughs> activates, and he's like total recall. Figures out that he's a secret agent, and he's like, "I can just do this for a little." Like, <laughs> hey, not to rush you, but I do have to go. I do oh, have to go. This is this is rough. Or alternatively, a, a whole thing. Alternatively, he's a sleeper agent. Who got awoken and was like, it's clowning time. My mission, my operative is to goof. My operative is to spritz this, this fake buzzer on you to shake your head and make you, make you buzz. Yep. That's, (laughs) he's, it's a fun thing. And you know what? I'm going to end this particular bit on the actual reality where he's most likely, because this is probably most clowns, I'm sorry to say, is a divorcee. That How dare has you? to go and get his his you know child. What? Don't make me stick up for a clown. Don't you do that to me. Nobody has to stick up for a clown <laughs> here in Segment City. The <laughs> clowns are outlawed, unless they're I don't know killer clowns. That's fun. That's not fun. That- <laughs> but my name is Will Kane, and oh, I might be a killer clown now that that got a negative reaction from you. I got a really negative reaction. I'm Theo Sapakos, and. I definitely have things up my sleeve. Make no bones like, about it. Don't like those. My funny to clowns. you? Ha ha, like a clown? Yeah, ha ha, like a clown. Exactly. That's what I say. Ha ha, like a clown. And that's what you're going to be doing, audience, when you listen to all our great goofs and gas as we dumpster dive our way through the internet. We go to sites like Web, uh, Wikipedia and Web-a-pedia. Amazon. You heard Wikipedia. I, I combined <laughs> Wikipedia and Amazon. Um, and we get those good nuggets. We get those good stories for you. And you know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to start. This is a somber note. This is one. I'm going to start the show on a. We start with the clown, and then we go down. Go start and with then the we're clown, go and then right you go back down. Up. You got a quick dip. My uh, childhood cat, who was cat for 18 years. He's an 18 year old cat, which is ancient. 
He's 88 years old. He's a good, um, good old boy. He went on to the great beyond. His name was Smokey, and he was lovely. He was a great cat. Like, genuinely, because <laughs> I was talking to somebody about my current cat, and I was like, you know those, like, <laughs> octagons or whatever of, like, traits that yeah. people have, yeah, and, yeah. like, it, it, it'll, like, morph to how much of that trait. My cat, Simon, right now is every single cat trait, like, uh, averaged. Okay. Including the bad ones. Like, okay. <laughs> he's, yeah, including he's the bad ones. In certain ways. Smokey was super sweet, would always love to sit in your lap. Wonderful cat, loved his scritchies, and he also was the loudest purr I've ever heard. Where you could literally, like, I'm sorry, is the cat purring? I'm on the other side of the room. <laughs> what is happening? So, is the, I house, wanna... is the house shaking right now? <laughs> <laughs> but I want to pour one out for my boy. Pour one Smokey. out, real one of the week. Notorious F A T T Y, fatty catty. Gotta love him. But anyway, back from that, I went to, uh, on a happier note, I went to a beach recently mm-hmm. uh, this last weekend. Agunquit, Maine. Have Agunquit. you ever been there? Yeah, I've been there. It is a very fucking crowded beach. Mm-hmm. And we, her, uh, my girlfriend's parents were like, you guys got to go early in order to get a spot. And we're like, that is not our lifestyle. We, <laughs> we are not going to do that. Because the smart thing to do is get there at like 6 a.m. And then you have a spot. Like you have to get there yeah, super early. You know who gets to beach. beaches at 6 a.m.? At 6 a.m.? Like, fucking sociopaths. That's who's getting to the beach at 6 a.m. You're going to see a horde of old men scanning the beach with their metal detectors if you get there at 6 a.m. That's who you're going to see. In families. (laughs) Families with a dad who is just psychotic. (laughs) Like, children who are, like, half asleep. Like, why do we... please. Dad, why are we at the beach at 6 a.m., Dad? That sucks. The sun's not even up. How are we going to get warmed by the rain? I didn't even have time for an ego, Dad. But this is Will's stupid thought. Beaches are like the lowest common de- denominator. Everyone, Everyone loves, loves laying beach. on beaches, beach. including absolute fucking morons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just. And also the beach makes me realize the most out of any place that we are just like meat. It, we're, we're just like, meat. We're we just are just all meat. hot dogs. We're all Whenever, roasting. When you see like a big fat guy from uh, like Massachusetts <laughs> in a Speedo and you're like, Oh my God, like, this is, we are just, come on, society, please. <laughs> you know, I was recently applying sunscreen as you do, okay, and I was yeah. thinking to myself, this feels like, I now I know the whole point of sunscreen is to prevent skin cancer, but I, uh-huh. I just, when I'm gooping it on myself, feel like this feels like in 50 years, we're going to find out is really bad for you. Like it just, it just mm. feels like it, like something in there. You know, I, yeah, my <laughs> people love the smell of sunscreen. I think that's mostly with association for summer, like, with summer, summer yeah, fun stuff. Right. Um, but it is, I hate the feeling of sunscreen because I'm like, I need to do a deep scrub just yeah. to get this fucking lotion. You need off to buy that, uh, you have to dry, that, that dry on stuff. It doesn't leave you sticky and feel oily. oily. Yeah. I, that's most of my, stuff, I feel that but. same way about bug spray where it's like that sticky. Oh, it's even worse. It's like, terrible. It's the like weird alcoholy, like it's so sharp. Cause sunscreen, I'm like, okay, this can smell nice. 
bug spray does not smell nice to me. Like when you spray it on it, like people spray it and I go, eh, eh, I got my nose. Like it's bad. I like the smell of um, nail polish, even though it's really bad for you. Shouldn't be huffing nail Let's, polish, but it smells really good. This is now a different <laughs> Will stupid thought because you know what? That was the end of the thought. And we just said, yeah. So now let's go to bad, things yeah. that are bad for <laughs> bad, us good that smell good. Gasoline, Gasoline, baby. gotta love it. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, if, love it. I remember as a, they would, I, I, we would go and get gas and there's a gas station that had like blow pops okay. that they just had like that you could take, I guess. Or like my parents would buy it, for, but I, I remember getting a blow pop every single time. Yeah. And so now I have like a association of like, yay, with gasoline, <laughs> with so gasoline. Like somebody pumping gas. My parents would tell me not to not to smell like breathe the gasoline air too much while they were like pumping gas. So I just take one deep breath and hold it because <laughs> <laughs> I thought like oh, that must be you alive. Like, that must be good, right? And it's like no, that's the that's probably the opposite of what is good for you. I mean, is that better <laughs> than like you could take ten small huffs uh-huh. of just like. <laughs> <laughs> just get a little bit no but as a kid i also liked the smell of gasoline so i was relishing that so breath good. in charcoal is very another summer oh, interesting charcoal i like when you, a get, good smoke, when you I get that smoke smell all up in your clothes and you gotta wash your clothes but they smell like smoke for a little while campfire smoke mm. that's a campfire camp smoke. fire smoke i especially love when you're just like walking through a neighborhood and you just get the like a tiny i don't need to be right next to like yeah. when smoke is blowing into your face you're like eh tiniest hey, whiff of here. grill but yeah even ooh, ti- that's the charcoal that's some good charcoal exactly, some good exactly those are some good those are now good fl- <laughs> i don't think charcoal is good to huff though what other things are bad for you that you can oh uh like sharpies and like white erase markers oh, oh, yeah don't tell those. those the smelly markers how the fuck did they kid, not the- get sued <laughs> you know what you know what a kid's first reaction is when they smell something good stick it in their fucking mouths what yeah. were you <laughs> in thinking? their nose <laughs> it it ugh. they literally had like the ones that are like they this smelly one's pens. like watermelon like pens and like yeah they even had <laughs> smelly so pencils go, for a while mm, like they how's that good for you it's bad it's not it's not it's all chemicals <laughs> all the way down it, and they took so long to figure out, like, maybe this is very bad for the children. Like, <laughs> why does it take bad? so long for people to go? Oh, and then another thing I did on this weekend was I, for the first time since I was a child, I had a Kool-Aid juice box. And Ooh. my immediate reaction was, how is it legal for that to be served to children? It's just sugar. I uh-huh. have not tasted something that sweet. Even soda is not that sweet. They've gotten it sweeter than soda. Unbelievable. I was, I was blown away. It was like a syrup. That's, I remember when I was a kid, I really liked brisk iced tea. Oh yeah. Not knowing. I thought that was iced tea. And that's, yeah, that is like destroy your teeth. Yeah, that's. And I once told my aunt, I really like iced tea. And she was like, hell yeah, dude. She was like, what a mature young child out here with the And then gave me like unsweetened iced tea. Because that's what iced tea is. I was like. It's like, this tastes like shit. This is awful. I've decided I'm moving to the south where iced tea means something different. <laughs> where they, to my taste, they will get just absolute cups, just of, cups of, of sugar it. into yep. there. But anyway, that that was a series of Will Stupid Thought. We just kind of flowed through a bunch of stuff. But let's start with the, the show, I guess, more structured. <laughs> The, with segments, your next the segment. segments portion of the show. 15 minutes in, we'll start off with the name of the we, show. We've had a lot of segments, all right? We also said the name. That's right. We did. Uh, for my first segment, I'm bringing you over to the takeout, continual source of, of news here. 
um, to bring us a, an article they're calling Papa John's new Papa Bowls aren't what you think. <laughs> Papa Bowls? Papa Bowls aren't what you think. Uh, now that just, you know what that makes me think of? The old throne. The old The toilet bowl. Oh, the old <laughs> Papa Bowl. <Dad>. I got it. <laughs> Father's throat. If your dad said to me, if your dad said to you, listen, I got to go take a Papa Bowl, you know what that means. <laughs> I got to go have a Papa Bowl. That's, that is that is exclusively after a dad has had a big bowl of chili and he's just like that's about to come out the same way it came in you guys into get, a different bowl you guys get out of the car having just returned from fogo de chao and your dad says it's time for me to have a papa bowl you know what that means <laughs> papa's in the house papa's in the and house papa and papa is gonna be in the bathroom yes Ugh. Okay, article, the article a, begins, uh, as we mentioned last Papa week, Bowl. with a little frustration, Papa John's has released a new product called Papa Bowls, which feature all the toppings from its pizzas, sauce, meats, oh. veggies, sans dough, baked in a tray. While the idea of this menu item sounded strange in theory, it's another thing to order one for yourself and experience the Papa Bowl at close range. What are what? Papa John's new Papa Bowls? There are three types of Papa Bowls, which a press release describes as pizza chain, the, per, the pizza chain's first ever crustless innovation. Let's pause Whoa. there. <laughs> okay, so this is y'all do. On, this is I, I hate to remind you, y'all do pizza. Take away, literally everybody loves carbs. They're not great for you, from what I hear, but also nutrition stuff yeah. is, is constantly yeah. changing. So I don't know. But hey, th- did they just say they took all the pizza? They just. They gathered up the, the they gathered up the loose and they toppings just, and they, they shook off yes, they the, shook the actual off. <laughs> they made a whole pizza they shook <laughs> off all the toppings into a bowl they went have this slop now I have a conspiracy theory which is Papa John himself consumes only crusts and the beast needed <laughs> to be fed I demand more crust I, he's not in the Papa. He's not in the game. He's not in the game. Remember, I know. We was, had a whole segment about that. Had a whole segment, but last episode, two episodes ago, I can't remember. But he, he was also eating like eight pizzas a week, so maybe <laughs> he's causing a crust. <laughs> 30, 40 pizzas this week. So there are three different kinds: the chicken Alfredo, which has pizza sauce, Alfredo sauce, chicken veggies, and cheese. This, uh, is, this is just a pasta bowl without the pasta, with two kinds of red and white sauce, which sounds gross. Uh, garden veggie, which is spinach, mushrooms, onions, green peppers, tomatoes, banana peppers, along with tomato sauce, three cheese blend, and Italian seasoning, no. and the Italian no. meats trio, pizza sauce, Alfredo sauce, pepperoni, sausage, meatballs, veggies, and Italian seasoning. Scott Rodriguez, coming to us, the senior vice president of menu strategy and product innovation for Papa John's, heralded the bowls in a press release <laughs> saying... <laughs> Quote, our signature crust continues to be a beloved favorite. Hey, Scott, then why the fuck should you get rid of it, Scott? You, get- <laughs> <laughs> you have admitted defeat. Everyone hates our crust, but you're saying the opposite. I can't believe <laughs> he starts with that. Everyone loves it, so we just eliminated it. Our signature crust continues to be a beloved favorite, but we know that sometimes customers crave something different, said Rodriguez. We want them to know that we are committed to delivering all of those cravings through our menu. He's basically apo- <laughs> he's apologizing for the menu IDB. Like, we know. We took away the crust. We did you dirty. We know. All right. What? We know. <laughs> it's not a good press release. Good- <laughs> hey, I want to start this great new product with an apology. <laughs> that we're fucking it up preemptively. I know it's bad. <laughs> the internet immediately met these Papa Bowls with disdain after CEN yeah. tweeted 
tweeted about the release saying to get people CNN tweeted to get people excited about pizza again Papa John's is offering a new spin on the classic with Papa Bowls that are topping that are all topping with no crust did we need to get excited about did I miss did I miss something did did we as Listen, a group no. d- decide we needed to get excited about pizza again I Another I never fell off take. I was already I was already excited I was never stopped at being excited who says that CNN's dying <laughs> who, say, who says that they're, they're just quick say something shit. about pizza <laughs> yeah maybe this is the new innovation hey they just took a salad the middle one that you listed was literally like spinach ooh banana peppers okay that's in a salad then it was like top it with tomato sauce no that's a bad salad that's a bad idea cnn was was to some degree like oh millennial they were trying to find something that millennials had killed millennials are killing pizzas they're killing everyone <laughs> and you're like the millennials are like no we actually all love pizzas i don't know what to tell you and we, we love, liked them we like pizzas. the internet immediately met these papa bowls with disdain after cen tweeted about the release twitter lit up in a not in a positive way most people maligned nope. the bowls one one user said this is just a tv dinner made of cardiac failure we are all god's <laughs> children but he has left us in a hot car with the windows rolled up and he's been picking up a pack of smokes for about six hours now <laughs> This person's been waiting for this moment to really get that, <laughs> that English degree get worth it. <laughs> Another person said, Papa Bowls are boneless pizza. We made it real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the meme potential for this is extraordinary. It's very good to call it boneless pizza. I think that's fantastic. Bowls have been a fast food innovation for a long time now, and pizza seems like a natural category for the ex- to them to Mm-mm. expand into, I would argue. Uh, KFC's no. got its long-running famous bowl. Subway has the protein bowl, and Patillo's has the beef bowl, which is just like beef and chew plus sausage if you want it. There are plenty of bowls out there. I've got my opinions on them. Unless on a ketogenic diet, it's hard to not to feel like you're being fed table scraps. Mm, yada yada yada. Good stuff. You know. Here's my problem. Yeah, we already have the pizza bowl. It's called Chicago style pizza. Yeah, it is literally this. They did like, that, it's, huh? but it's a a a bowl made of get this pizza bread. A pizza, yeah. It's the whole yeah. thing is technically pizza. You're right. They did <laughs> they did a bowl that was made out of pizza and said, "Let's just keep it going. Let's fill the bowl with more pizza." There's a magical moment when something is just dough in a pan, and then you add the sauce, and then you add the cheese, and you go, "Now it's pizza. Now there's pizza all the way through." <laughs> some is the the it is <laughs> what is it's greater than a, the sum of its parts the good old pizza and this is literally missing the most fundamental part <laughs> of all to make it this. nasty slop in a the tomato sauce is wild they literally were just like can we just pour a bunch of shit into a bowl will people buy that will people buy that they they sort of like made a pasta bowl but forgot about the pasta right like i would it's missing this it's mi- hey it's missing a carb it's missing a carb. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think it needs um, like a nice meaty like bread chip. Like I maybe like if they <laughs> if they found some way. If, yeah, if they found some way to sort of let it. Oh, and you know, another problem. Make is it a different a lot, thing. Another problem is that there's a lot of packaging. So maybe if if they could find some way to make it so that like you could just handle it without without having to put it in a plastic container. Sweet greens gives me bread. <laughs> they can't give me bread for pizza that is made of bread. I it is literally a bread with that somebody had put cheese and sauce on. That that's why it's good. I don't, that's why it's good. <laughs> why are they? They need to make it into a different activity. They could make it a dip. 
that's okay. Or like put it on to separate things, make it kind of like charcuterie board. Yeah, charcuterie board would be something appealing to the youths out there. But yeah, I, all those I just, I just, I just like don't. Nice I see this more in the frozen aisle than in, than something I would. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm imagining with the like cheese, frozen cheese on top. Mm. <laughs> so when it mm. melts, it gets all it gets gooey. Cheesy. Yeah, but then the bottom is all frozen. Yeah, Pretty there's bad. there's no good way around it, really. It's not a good. I mean, yeah, it's just it just add it's because it's not pasta and it's not a good pizza. It's so the it's first the ever shit. crustless innovation, and I hope maybe the last from Papa John's. Here's to hoping. Isn't it wild you know, that like these billion dollar corporations are trying to find new frontiers to increase? Like you guys already have like <laughs> billions of dollars worth of pizza. Just, just sail off into the sunset. Hey. Just Welcome sail to post capitalism. We're in post capitalism, baby. This they don't have more roads, so they're trying to make it, and nobody wants it. the roads, so no they keep just the falling roads. off different because they're like we've ran out of land. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kind of like like lemmings trying to figure out new paths. What of really land, what really boggles the mind is the number of meetings, the number of potential recipes, the number of tastings they had in boardrooms, the number to of, get that of all figures. that all got thumbsed up to the point of release. No one stops the, the, the salaries, train on the tracks. The salaries of the people involved in designing this is astronomical compared Crazy. to people Crazy. who do genuine work. Crazy. Uh, but anyway, that is, that's a stinger. The stinker, I should say. That's a big L. It's a big L for Papa John. Do you know what isn't a big L? Tell me. My next segment. Wikipedia historian. We call it the big dub. Because the big dub for this, there are winners and there are losers in huh? this uh, Wikipedia page that I'm about to to go over with you. This is the Wikipedia page for snail racing. Yes, snail racing. Get snail me in there. Big money. Big money racing. Come on. I was preparing this last week after Animals with Human uh, <laughs> Credentials. Go check yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week. But I was like, okay, if that doesn't <laughs> use all the time, I'm going to go to snail racing. So now... Part two of feeling good, snail racing, baby. Snail racing is a form of humorous entertainment that involves the racing of two or more air-breathing land snails. Thank you for clarifying that we are torturing some snails. Usually, the common garden snail species, Cornu aspersum, uh, is used. This species is native to Europe, but has been accidentally introduced to many countries of all course. over the world. Just like do. the Europeans. Oh, Got them. Zim no, they <laughs> they did not accidentally get. To, well, they accidentally got to America, but no, that wasn't. Yeah, those Europeans. My my brain. I, ah. Did you short circuit just there? Yeah, I just short circuited. There are numerous snail <laughs> racing events that take place in different par- par- places around the world, though the majority take place in. Where do you think? The UK. Oh yeah, oh no, that is <laughs> in the UK. They just you know how I know because they have nothing else going on. <laughs> cheese races so of course they would have snail I mean, races. They have snail races i do think that uh france would also have been a good guess the winner gets to demand the highest sticker price for getting eaten yeah yeah some, some quick down the gullet huh? snail races <laughs> usually take place on a circular track with the snails starting in the middle and racing to the perimeter so they go outward huh. um, so they can head in any direction that's yeah, an interesting race Snails can't really go. They're not like mice and other things that'll like follow a track. Right. <laughs> I think they just kind of right. go, sort of go wherever. So they just kind of figured that out. Uh, the track usually takes the form of a damp cloth atop a table. 
The radius is traditionally set at 13 or 14 inches, so not a very <laughs> big So the size thing. of a pizza. We could do this on a dining room table. This probably. is a medium-sized pizza for the family. On your dining room table. There you go. In the future. In I'm going to get Oh, no. Oh, no. Special <laughs> import them. Ruin my eco- ecological surroundings with their invasiveness. This is one of my favorite parts of it, though, is that racing numbers are painted on the shells or small very stickers good. or tags. Yes, very That good. distinguish them. And there are pictures of like a, a really cool six on this snail. I, <laughs> ooh, baby. So let's just, uh, this is a short thing about some competitions. The annual World Snail Racing Championships. What a, oh, baby. Love Let me that. just repeat I that. I love that. The World Snail Racing Championships Very started good. in Kongem, Norfolk in the 1960s, <laughs> which is very funny. To, in the <laughs> like 60s of the UK, it's so to be like, I think we could maybe just have a no snail race. <laughs> That's like a good crux of civilization where people have enough free time to like not really know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the, uh, in the in Congham, Norfolk in the 1960s, after fo- founder Tom Elwes uh, witnessed a snail racing event in France, the 1995 race saw the setting of the benchmark time of two minutes by a snail named Archie. Oh, I love you, Archie. Archie. You're apparently a very two minutes is <laughs> like very I'm trying to boy. in, in env- like ev- envision just watching a snail. The fastest snail in the world was two minutes. Just watching these slow boys. <laughs> yeah, that's, pretty, that's a lot of excitement. Two minutes. That's, we must have made a beeline. I mean, we made a game out of Loop and Louie, which is like a terrible little children's game. But anyway, uh, the 2007 event had to be canceled when the course was waterlogged by a prolonged period of heavy rain. Wait, what? what? Yeah, I mean, this is the UK, so I mean... They, it's, I, only, be, it's only 13 have inches. Have it inside. <laughs> pick it up and walk, just wipe it off. I guess they like having a, a nice, like, dirt area, but uh, this is also... This is a weird way that they phrase the sentence. So they canceled... So the 2000 event was canceled because of heavy rain only days after the death of Elwes. So they're informing us Wait, of this, like, nice old man who, like, who formed this... this racing championship and they're like the 2000 like talk about burying the lead where they're like this event got rained out and also the guy who like, made it died. the inventor like, died like <laughs> what it no, feels let's talk like about the rain so weird. the rain in the yeah. uk let's talk about it the 2008 world championships was won by heike kavelinen a snail named after the formula one racing driver like a finish name yeah, <laughs> in a time of three minutes, two seconds. The 2010 World Championship was won by a snail named Sydney. That's a great <laughs> little name. In a time of three minutes and 41 seconds. I so like, there is like wildly the, the, the name was a Formula One champion. Oh, no, I, I named mine the, after my turtle. I shouldn't have done that. There's a quote by a man named John McCrickick that goes like this. It's always difficult to study the form of snails because they hide themselves inside the shells. But it's actually much easier to commentate on the race because it's slower than horse racing, which is the most old. <laughs> and what an amazing um, pass. Let's get that back in super slow motion on the replay. It's just, <laughs> I love that he's just like, you know, like horse racing, too much. It's too just too much, much for me. 
this is a real like taking the tone down, really getting can really commentate. You can really take your time. <sighs> the first official competitive live snail race in London, the quote Guinness Gastropod Championship, held in 1999, was commentated by horse racing pundit John McCrickick. Very good. <laughs> so he was he was, he was a also horse there. racing pundit. He's been a part so of the he, scene. Oh man, who started the race with the words "Ready, steady, slow," which very is very good. fun. Very good. This, <laughs> this very became common slow. terminology for the start of a race. The following <laughs> year, Guinness featured a snail race on their advertisement, Bet on Black, as part of their Good Things Come to Those Who Wait campaign. What? <laughs> I know. That was a wild sentence. The Put it, but that's like evoking like Las Vegas. Put it all on yeah. black, baby, and let it ride. <laughs> that's also, snails aren't like black. That's not like... A, yeah, I, I don't know what they're I don't, going I, for. Maybe it was just the... like I don't know. Weird. Um, the advert won the Silver Award at the Cannes Lions International Advertising Festival and was self-parodied for their, quote, extra cold campaign several years later. So this history just turned, like, became a different Wikipedia historian really quickly. And then it was, because it just, like, went on a, to- a tangent just and then on built a huge on that tangent. Dip. It was like, did you know it? It even won the Cons Lions International Advertising Festival. Like, why is this in the fucking thing? <laughs> because it's more interesting about, than snail racing. <laughs> I guess. Uh, the Grand Championship Snail Race began in Cambridgeshire in 1992 in the village of Snailwell. <laughs> As part of Wait, their what? annual, it, it was in a town called Snailwell. How could it not, really? Yeah. All's well that snails, snails well. well yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> As part of the annual summer of uh, feet, uh, it regularly attracts up to 400 people to the village, more than doubling <laughs> its usual population. <laughs> which That's is great. A huge turnout. Huge turnout. Uh, this is just a section that is one or two sentences. Snails, snail around the world. Snail racing may also refer to measuring how fast a sna- snail can go across a distance, usually the world. Without stopping in a straight line, a common source of the what, what I don't understand. So that rather sentence. than doing miles per hour, they do number of days to go around the world. I maybe I don't At know. Speed is that what they're saying? Anyway, they reference uh, the the film Turbo in popular culture. <laughs> of course, they Undertale. Do. So that's Very great. Good. Anyway, that's the end of this segment of Wikipedia Historian. Love to hear about those speedy snails. Those speedy... <laughs> those are very good <laughs> those, boys. Those are some good snails. I love the that they're like, how the fuck... There was some trial and error with the, <laughs> how they're going to actually measure because they're like, these fucking snails keep going up the walls. Like, they, they don't... <laughs> we got to find a place with no walls. To just gotta figure it out. Can't do and it. so they just have a circle. A and circle. then they get rained out. <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> Well, that's a great segment. For my next segment, we're going to do an In the News. It's actually from a couple of years ago. Do you remember that guy that had the adverti- that company that had the advertisements with the trucks with the guy's social security number on the side of them? Oh, I, I know that I've heard of that only in reference to how absolutely he destroyed he got. Yeah, he got fucked. We're going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is an this article is from, story. from Wired, and um, it, the, the title of the, the article is LifeLock. The CEO of LifeLock's identity was stolen 13 <laughs> times. Right. It was stolen 13 <laughs> times. Because it was an advertisement for his... We're going to get into this, but like yes. because LifeLock is a, is a security thing. 
Yes, exactly. So the article starts, apparently when you publish your social security number prominently on your website and billboards, people take it as an invitation to steal your identity. LifeLock CEO Todd Davis, whose number is displayed in the company's ubiquitous advertisements, has now learned that lesson. He's been a victim of identity theft at least 13 times, which, <laughs> times. which is 12 oh. more times than a record of anybody previously ever known. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he's a moron. And he's, <laughs> he's a moron. He's like, this is going to work. So here's a real yeah. advertisement. It reads, my name is Todd Davis. This is my social security number, 457-55-5462. Quote, I'm Todd Davis, CEO of LifeLock. Yes, that really is my social security number. No, I'm not crazy. I'm just sure our system works. Just like what... Just like we have with mine, LifeLock will make your personal information useless to a criminal. criminal and oh. it's guaranteed. Here at LifeLock, <laughs> we guarantee our good name. No one else does because no one else can. And there's a picture of him smiling. I think that was probably the last time he ever smiled. No, yeah, because he's because he's about to get, from my knowledge, just <laughs> because, uh, does it just take social like just the social security number? Do you need any other information? Because did well, he it's identity fraud. You you use you use yeah. I mean, someone could find it, right? Like I'm sure somebody yeah, could true. use that in conjunction with other information they know. So the article continues. In June 2007, Threat Level recorded that Davis had been a victim of identity theft after someone used his identity to obtain a $500 <laughs> loan from a check cashing company. Davis oh. discovered the crime only after the company called his wife's cell phone to recover the unpaid debt. So someone literally just went to a cash check cashing service and was like, yep, here's my social security number. I'll take $500, please. Like, I'm surprised they didn't go harder. This is, that was maybe like that's probably almost. the upper limit, honestly. It's probably the upper limit. Oh, yeah, that's true. About four months after that story published, Davis's identity was stolen again by someone in Albany, Georgia, who opened an AT&T singular wireless account using his social security number, according to a police report obtained by the New York Times. The perpetrator racked up two, almost $2,400 in charges on the account, which rem remained unpaid. Davis, whose real name, according to police reports, is Richard Todd Davis, only learned a year later that his identity had been stolen again after AT&T handed off the debt to a debt collection agent, a collection agency and a note appeared on his credit report. This guy, he didn't even, he was for a full year so confident. He's like, okay, my identity was stolen once, but our our, our privacy software works. I'm good. I'm in the clear. It's and he was walking around for a full goddamn year. And someone is just like, yeah, you know. But it's, it's, it's funny to me that it feels like it's ramping up too. Like <laughs> the first one was like basic, and now this is more. So I'm I can't wait to hear what other people do. Uh, so then there were a collection of them. Someone opened a Verizon account in New York, leaving an unpaid bill of at least one hundred eighty-seven dollars. An account at CenterPoint Energy, a Texas utility, was delinquent for one hundred twenty-two dollars. Credit One Bank was owed five hundred seventy-three dollars. A Swiss colony. And Swiss Colony, a gift basket company, was seeking three hundred and twelve dollars. Wait, like. A gift basket company. Can you purchase They're things on, a, on Social Security now? <laughs> you can pay for a gift basket off of Social Security money? That's a thing you can do? That's wild. That's insane. That's, what the fuck? Yeah. In okay. addition to these amounts, Davis's credit report showed uh, five collections agencies were seeking other sums from accounts opening the same name. Uh, there, are just a whole, there are just a whole mess of list of them here. I'm not going to read every single one. A spokesperson for the Albany police who investigated the AT&T singular account had never been made 
uh, but had but never made any arrest, told the New York Times that Davis's publication of his social security number created more victims than just himself. Quote, it's unfortunate he chose to conduct business in that way, spokeswoman Phyllis Banks said. It's not fair to AT&T because they're losing a pretty substantial amount of money. Okay, I have no, I have no, no, sympathy, no sympathy for There's co- no big sympathy. corporations. But yeah, this guy is a dumbass. LifeLock refused to discuss this issue with the New York Times. Uh, the company did not respond to a request for comment from threat level. The company was fined $12 million in March by the FTC for deceptive advertising. LifeLock yeah. promises in its ads that a $10 monthly service would protect consumers from identity theft. The company also offered a $1 million guarantee to compensate customers for losses incurred if they became a victim after signing up for the service. The FTC called the claims bogus and accused LifeLock of operating a scam. Quote, in truth, <laughs> quote, in truth, the protection they provided left such a large hole that you could drive a truck through it. The FTC chairman, Jeez. John Leibowitz, referring to a LifeLock TV ad showing a truck painted with Davis's social security number driving around city streets. I remember those ads, too. I remember just being like, even as a child, I was like, that doesn't seem right. That Insane. seems like a bad idea. They, they had to, like, there was a moment. You and I have worked in corporations. You, we've been mm-hmm. in, like, meetings. Mm-hmm. There was one point where he was like, I believe in our, I don't even think he actually talked to people. I don't, yeah. like, I wished that he was like, I'm going to do this until this. Maybe they were like, okay, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> like, go for it. But also, like, was he just delusional? I think so. I think he was probably convinced by. His product? Like, somebody, though, I don't know. It's so funny to me when people have a scam and they're taken in by their own scam. But that is vindicating to hear that he that is a scam thing. Like you know what I mean yeah. that, that that they figured out like no this is actually not good apart from him him not getting his identity theft his identity stolen 13 times. Like that's insane. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. I didn't I didn't realize when I hear identity theft I think of like people buying cars and buy like I don't think of them opening cell phone bills and like small, like $500. Yeah, I guess it's just trying to find any forms that they can plug a social security number into and get value out as fast as possible. I guess. Yeah. 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 I guess there's not many checks for (laughs) those things that LifeLock's going to help with. (laughs) So here's here's an update from the Phoenix New Times. Uh, LifeLock has finally responded to our feature article this week about the (laughs) Tempe-based company. Uh, and the revelation that its CEO, Todd Davis, has had his identity stolen at least 13 times. We offered Davis and LifeLock a chance to come clean about Davis's problems with identity theft before we published the article, but the company wussed out. Davis did, however, give a statement to one of many online public, publish, uh, publications during this week about the New Times article. Naturally, we're suspicious about the spin. Here's what Computer World <laughs> wrote this morning. Quote, <clears throat> Davis said via email that there had been hundreds of attempts to use on his to use his personal information in a fraudulent manner since 2005. All but 13 of those attempts were unsuccessful, David said. That's the spin job of the century. You can't... And okay, it failed. This is, my bulletproof <laughs> armor only let 13 bullets through. Like, that's it's still bad. Like, it's still you're bad. You're still dead. Quote, in each of these cases, our member services perform the same service that they would for any LifeLock member, David said, adding that he had never lost never lost the money as a result of the identity theft. 
I was saved many hours of invaluable time, and my credit report has been corrected, Davis said. How invaluable is your time, Davis? Are you driving that truck around city streets still? Still being an idiot? Yeah, I think he probably was like, maybe I should get a oh, change this shit up, because this is bad. <laughs> And I'm sick of doing this. Of course he got his money back. He just had his own company. Like, of because course he's a, the one customer yes. they're actually going to help is their CEO. Like, yeah, you, you know who's on the insurance? Fucking him. He's on the insurance yeah. for the company, I'm sure. So he's probably making it. But it is still nice to hear that, like, the FC, FCC is like, no, fuck you. Like, you yeah. can't say that and then be bad at it. Yeah. So hopefully, are they still running? I don't actually know. I don't know. I haven't I seen advertisements from. I haven't seen advertisements. Yet. Let me just do a quick Google. Okay, we'll 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 do that while we transition into my segment. Yes, absolutely. This is I'm going from an old story to a new story. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, this is a very recent one. And it was kind of uh, going through the news, but I'm I'm also waiting for you. I'm <laughs> just vamping now because I'm waiting for you. I don't okay, want to so do life, the big reveal. And then does <laughs> still exist, and they were acquired by Norton, like Norton Antivirus. Ah, interesting, interesting. That because yeah, information. Is, I guess I still I still don't trust. They're it. not good companies. Neither Norton nor <laughs> are particularly good. So anyway anyways I'm, I'm sad to hear that they're still around in in helping other criminal <laughs> enterprises but speaking about criminal enterprises oh this is uh from vice this is a like i said in the news from uh august 15th 2022 so literally recently, last very week. recently in in our time um the QAnon queen told her followers to arrest cops. It didn't go well. Oh, I heard about this vaguely. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, this didn't go well. Yeah, this, this didn't is a go very well. fun uh, thing. This is this is in Canada, by the way. I'm just going to start out that this right. is a, a QAnon cult in Canada, um, which is a very interesting, like a weird, because QAnon is, is very much connected to the U.S. government. So I don't yep. know why Canadians are giving a shit. Yep. The attempted citizen's arrest of police officers in Peterborough, Ontario, was a clear escalation for QAnon queen Romano Didulo and her followers. This is an article by Mac uh, Limaru. People on a mission to arrest cops on behalf of the self-proclaimed QAnon queen of Canada ended up being violently arrested themselves <laughs> instead. <laughs> this is... Oh no, the- how could we have ever predicted this would happen? Only these clowns could make the police look smart, by the way. But, and the police's yeah. strategy, we're going to get to it. The police's strategy is not very smart. No. But it is way better than the people assaulting them. <laughs> strategy. Right. Romana Dudulo was, uh, has built a sizable following out of, the, out of the QAnon community by convincing people that she's the true leader of Canada and waging a secret war against the supposed pedophilic cabal of globalist leaders, you know them, you like know, Prime you Minister... You love them. <laughs> just like Justin Trudeau or U.S. President Joe Biden. On Saturday, she gathered around 30 of her followers in Peterborough, Ontario, to conduct, quote, citizen arrests <laughs> on the members of the Peterborough Police Service for enforcing COVID-19 restrictions like mask mandates and business closures. You're a little bit late to the game a little there, guys. Late. If you were really running the world, you would have figured that out. 
this is this is a classic thing where this is a cult, by the way. I'm going to like fully. It's a very interesting because it's based off of political stuff, but like we go it goes a little bit more into her her like deal, and that's a little bit more religious and alien stuff, mm. which is interesting that mm-hmm. she's wrapped that into a political ideology, of course, or like a do. conspiracy theory. Right. It's all um, sort of one melting pot at the end of the day. It is. The day was a clear escalation for Dudulo and her crew, and by the end of it, one of her followers had been charged with two counts of assaulting police, and a second was facing charges of mischief and resisting arrest. I do love a good charge of mischief. Yeah, mischief. (laughs) For weeks, Dudulo's group had hyped up Saturday's event. They created telegram pages, memes, and even a website, all which Dudulo amplified. Just days before, she posted it on Telegram, which, by the way, Telegram, I think, is just, like, conservative Twitter or something. Like, I it's think it's a, just, like, no... It's a messaging no, app or something. Yeah, it's free speech all the time things. It's it's usually for people who are awful. So, uh, she, so she posted on Telegram to ask her more than 60,000 followers, which is um, a lot. Which is a lot. And I just looked it up really quickly. The population of Peterborough, Ontario was only 81,000. So, so she, that's a lot of yeah, people. It's a lot of people, but it is like internet people. So it's like you can I know get, they're you distributed, but it's still comparatively like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Quote, who amongst you are prepared and ready to keep your city safe, peaceful and secure after you've peacefully arrested Peterborough, <laughs> Ontario police? What a wild What a wild sentiment because it has so many like it's just such I'm a, sorry. How divorced for you were just absolutely <laughs> divorced. Oh, we're just gonna do a a peaceful arrest. Like the police are gonna be like, "Oh, you got us, Queen. You like, got us. I don't know. You got us." The event was planned by one of Dedula's most militant subjects, a Peterborough man named Frank Curtin. For over half, for over a year now, Curtin has been filming himself handing out fake cease and desist orders issued by Dedulo to local police and companies demanding they stop all health measures related to COVID-19. Literally has, like, fake Monopoly, <laughs> like, uh, uh, like IOU like, cards or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, just, you, fuck you. You're gonna, like, we're gonna kill you now. Respectfully, fuck you. It's the same kind of, like, logic that I feel like uh, sovereign citizens have where they create entire rule set that, like, will get you, at, like, it's a, it's, I have Iron Man armor that reflects bullets. So yeah, <laughs> like you get on the playground. <laughs> they've literally yes anded them, themselves into thinking they can arrest the police. Like yeah, just, someone had an idea like, so we're allowed to carry guns and that must mean that we can uh, do laws. And if we can do laws, then, then we can arrest police. People heard the term citizens arrest and they're like, we can, can we do that? They were What's like, that? they were like, tell me no more information. I'm going out onto the streets. It's okay. So, Dudulo's ideology is wide. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me redo that. Dudulo's ideology is wide ranging and at times esoteric. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? <laughs> Alongside typical Q9 conspiracies, she claims to be. Oh, this is this is some good shit. She claims to be an alien adjacent being willing to Ooh. share advanced Ooh. medical technology with her followers. What does alien adjacent mean? That's very <laughs> tasty. Ooh, <laughs> we love is, that. What is this withholding medical <laughs> technology? That seems fucked. Like, alien so adjacent bad. An alien adjacent makes it sound like she sat next to an alien on a bus once and he whispered in her ear, 
I have the secret serum that cures cancer and I'll give it to you. And then she was like, excuse me, what? How does this relate to President Trump? And he, it's, it's, the alien's like, what? And he's like, funny you should ask. It doesn't. It sounds like she was next to that alien and smelled his fart. And she uh-huh. was just like, I am enlightened now. And I've been alien adjacent this whole time. I think that she, I don't, yeah, I don't know it. Because it feels like she's claiming to be an alien and has, it. this is literally the, the plot of Elysium, that that terrible uh, <laughs> Matt Damon movie where all the rich people are on a moon or something and they have medical devices. Like, why? As a follower, I'd be like, "Give us the medical devices. How we'll get super strong. Give us, and then yeah, we can fight the police first. Give it to us first. We'll be healed." She's like, mm, "I don't Actually. know about that." But anyway, so <laughs> so she has medical technology. She also espouses the pseudo-legal sovereign citizen ideology. We're back, baby, to sovereign We're back, citizens. baby, libertarians for life. Which convinces its adherents that the government has no control over them and became prominent during the COVID conspiracy movement. Currently, she's on a never-ending tour of Canada. A.K.A. she has a big bus. <laughs> it's homeless. This is homeless and never-ending. Oh, it's a really good spin job. I'm on a never-ending tour. I live on a bus. She's, she's, she's living like, you know what? She's living like Kiss. She's, she's having a like great a time on tour. She, she's living like Queen. Do you hear that the lead singer of Queen died? <laughs> I, I made a joke and then you didn't understand the joke i'm making a, a never mind i'm gonna just move on uh currently so she's on a <laughs> she's on a tour of canada with her quote i love that they put it in quotes staff <laughs> in a group of staff. rvs <laughs> her staff is just uh golden retrievers that have somehow gotten a hold of the keys of rvs <laughs> <laughs> that would actually become my aunt like <laughs> absolutely like ugh. uh so they have rvs either rented bought or gifted by her fans that's quite the gift huh uh early saturday mo- afternoon that's a really big gift because i'm thinking about i i just bought my mother a, a birthday gift and it was not an rv it was not like, a, we can say for like certain, it was not an iv an rv yeah ugh. Early Saturday afternoon, Dudulo's convoy and other believers, many of them live streaming, of course they are, probably on Facebook Live, because that's the, that's the only thing on Facebook Live at this point, um, gathered near the Peterborough Police Department. Chattering excitedly among themselves, they marched down to the police station and readied themselves to arrest some cops. Upon walking up to the entrance, however, the group encountered a problem that not even their queen could solve for them. A locked door. The group knocked on my the door. My biggest weakness. <laughs> I control the universe, the government. I'm alien adjacent. I could have never foreseen this locked door coming. Just phase through the door. Just get it. Just, like, just take some of that good you know medicine what? that lets you turn invisible. I don't know about phasing through. I'm just going to, you know, I I actually have a little thing in my neck. I slept weird. I can't phase through I the door right now. I can't phase right now. But you know what we should do? The group knocked on the door. Of course. <laughs> and yelled demands for the police to come out and be arrested through a megaphone. <laughs> this is the this is not the police. Come out with your hands up. Is that what they said? <laughs> imagine being like I imagine two cops, one has coffee and he like pulls out the shade and he's like, Hey uh Fred. Oh yeah. Is that a group of RVs full of golden retrievers? <laughs> and are they yelling at us to come out and get arrested? Oh, it sure yeah, looks like it. Yeah, it sure looks like it, doesn't it there, Bob? 
and you know what? They just <laughs> they just didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? When that didn't work, they called nine one one. Once again, asking the officers to please come out and be arrested, <laughs> which is the sentence that convinced me to. Mr. Officer, I was already going to have this on the show. Come outside. It is. It's like, right, this is not working out the way we envisioned. Can you guys come out and get your ass beat? Like, can you come out in handcuffs? Uh, so they called him. Saying, Stop! This isn't fair. This isn't fair. But the police seemed happy to ignore the group. Which is good on the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Dodulo's followers sat in front of the police station to wait out the police officers, she handed out snacks, veggies, and full bags of sardines. Okay, Yuck. weird choice. Quote, unfortunately, because the poli- Unfortunately, because the police knew we were coming today, they've locked all the doors, Curtin said on a live stream. At would, some point, you know, I I think that they just keep the doors to police stations locked, my guys. That it seems general, like yeah. it seems like you did zero recon for this uh, stupid op. Oh, you, <laughs> how dare you insist that they? You think they didn't plan this out to the highest precision? <laughs> the group of QAnon cultists who just walked up, called nine one one, was like, "Come out and get arrested, assholes!" Like they're in a Call of Duty lobby. <laughs> Next from Tom Clancy, idiot ops. <laughs> we did no recon and have no tools. It's uh, <laughs> just like people think they're just cool action heroes when they're just not. They're just doofuses, just like Curtin, who said at some point in time, they're going to have to leave. So when that time comes, we're going to make a citizen's arrest on the individual. After a few hours, members of the group obviously getting bored. <laughs> so this is the worst siege in the world. Yeah, because right. they just they lasted a few hours before. <laughs> what deciding... do you mean? What are you talking about? They have zero training and zero preparation. You think that they would sit around bored for an hour? No, they're going they, home. They have, they have an endless supply of veggies and sardines, though. They're oh, right. shit, you're right, dude. That's that's fucking Canadian Gatorade. They gotta get. They gotta be in it for the long haul. Uh, so they decided to wander the property looking for other ways to get their hands on some cops to arrest. So there's literally just like bored kids like in the outfield. I don't know. We can walk like, around a bit, I guess. Pulling grass out of the... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, this is really boring. Uh, when they moved to a restricted area of the police station where the vehicles were stored, they finally got the encounter with the police. So they... Uh, in a press release, the Peterborough Police Service wrote that officers, quote, arriving for their shift were blocked by protesters who also trying to gain access to a secured entrance of the police station. So they're in the parking lot and they're like trying to get they're trying it. to do a crime. Yeah. Um, videos from the event shows Curtin confronting an off duty police officer in a vehicle and telling him, quote, we're placing you under arrest before immediately being arrested by police officers himself. <laughs> just, Very good. The police officer goes, how about this? And he just has, hands I'll make a, you a deal. reverse card. I, I arrest you right now. You get nothing. What are you talking about? No, I'm arresting you. And you can, t- like, you know that this curtain guy has noodle arms. Like, there's no way he's it. like an actually like yeah. buff dude. One member of her staff sat on the ground screaming after being grabbed by a police officer. Ah! No fear! <laughs> no fear! Mom. Stop it! Get off of me! Another one of Dedulo's followers then tackled the officers in a failed attempt to protect his friend. He was also arrested, much to the confusion of the group. 
So these people are just like, wait, this is not how it's supposed to go. And they're like, <laughs> right? the guys with the guns are supposed to come out and just get arrested by us unarmed yeah. civilians. Quote, stand down, police. You're under arrest, yelled one man at the cops, arresting his friend in front of him. What? Experts have. <laughs> so his, he's like, stop it. You're under arrest. You're under arrest. Experts have warned that Dejulo is leading her followers toward confrontations with the public and the state. And some have even tar- started taken to calling her community a cult, which, yes, it is. She literally said she is an alien being and <laughs> that she'll give them yep. medical technology. Yep. Um, oh, also, the group wears matching white uniforms, just like Heaven's Gate. Huh. Like, you're having a great time. Huh. Uh, and dr- and drives to Dula around from city to city where she hosts hosts meet and greets with her followers in parking lots. Maybe that you should call them rallies <laughs> instead. This is maybe great... if they're all wearing white, it sounds bad, my guys. In in parking lots, so they like oh show up God. and everyone goes, "Hey everybody, how's hey, it going?" Everybody, <laughs> I got some Dunkin' Donuts, but I only got I didn't know how many people, so I only got one uh, container of coffee. I hope that's. Enough, it's okay. Uh, we all brought our own sardines and veggies, so we'll be okay. <laughs> that's her favorite, so that's good. Dudulo uh, has also advised her followers to stop paying their utility bills because oh, that, that's going to bite her because she gets to. Doesn't she primarily communicate with her her constituents via the internet, which requires uh-huh. a, an electric bill and an internet bill? I would think she'd know better. But Theo, she decreed that they're free. She's the queen of Canada. She can oh, make these decrees. Oh, I forgot. Power's free now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, you know I what happened? I'm going to just take a rainbow bridge and fetch a bucket of power and pour <laughs> it into my generator. And that's good for my house. That's a great commute for a nice little leprechaun. Just yeah, like, <laughs> I've got gotcha. you. Listen, Janet, you know who puts the the lucky (laughs) charms on the table here and the magic power for our cars. Uh, So unsurprisingly, many of her followers are getting their power and water shut off. Good. As they they beg their queen for help, she ignores them. Of course. When the arrest started on Saturday, Dejulo and her closest followers fled for the safety of her RV. So she is immediately (laughs) fucking out of there. And in royal tradition, the queen attempted to distance herself from the event she promoted and threw her followers under the bus. In a live stream from the RV with hundreds of viewers, she said she'd only come to watch. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you You kidding me? You can't can't do that. Quote, a gentle reminder that her her royal majesty, Queen Romana Dudulo, commander-in-chief and queen of the King of Canada, was in Peterborough, Ontario, yesterday as an observer, not participant, she wrote Sunday. I guess in the third person. In third that's person, how she yeah, that's her official channel, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Dudulo also said she'd called upon, quote, allied countries to aid her <laughs> Efforts hey, against hey, name one allied country that wants to work with you. Name one to defeat the Peterborough Police Department. <laughs> like, it's, it's so fucking insane. Think that to be like, I've called Norway and they're gonna fucking bomb your ass. Turns out Switzerland like, is changing their whole neutrality policy just for us. Like, China, maybe China would be like, <laughs> maybe this, China are you kidding it. me? Like, yeah, yeah, we'll send over a drone, we'll fuck them up. Why not? Oh man. Uh, to 
fight the police department and repeatedly chastised Curtin for not listening to her. She also seemed upset that people were describing the arrest as a loss and plans to address the world later this week. You know, everybody's just waiting for the nice press She's going to take over the the airwaves, the classic uh, supervillain move. We get it. We get it. Yeah. Many in the community have been doing what they can to spin the event as a win for Dudulo and their group, mainly by saying that police locked the doors showed that they were terrified of Dudulo. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Instead of everybody getting arrested, what they finally did come out. Yeah. Uh, Despite the day clearly not going their way, Dudulo implied that they may try this again, but they just need more people. Quote, I said months ago that people who are wanting to do citizens' arrests should just do them in large numbers. <laughs> the we the people, the we the people in thousands, she wrote on Telegram. And that is the end of the article. My but God. these people are people fucking... Are great A crazies. It's, it, this is such an insane and like great conspiracy... It has so many different angles because it's like the hardcore conspiracy cults. Right. In a feud with a local Ontario police department. <laughs> like a pretty, a relatively small target, but like, yeah. still, <laughs> you're not going to win. You're still not going to win. You're not going to win. They have guns win. and literally, I, they didn't even say they were armed or anything because this is like fucking Canada. <laughs> They're going to have hunting rifles maybe at best. NRV is just showing up. What? Uh, and it was just because this one dude had a problem with it. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to come in. But she, like, I don't know who in this situation is more insane. Her or she, her followers? She no, she is. She is. She is. Yeah, this is such a cockamamie scheme. You're gonna, you're gonna try to arrest the police and turn off your utilities. What are you talking about? What kind of plan is this? But the thing is, she's smart enough to immediately distance herself, and like she, <laughs> she's not crazy enough to like oh throw God. herself into the, like she has enough survival instinct to go, uh oh, this is not going well, and I kind of oh, no. knew it wasn't gonna go well. But like, why? Is, I, she's just starting shit. Like she's just there to start shit. Yep. And it's very, I hope that they don't start more shit. I'm going to say, yep. I know this is like entertaining and we are doing to just like, go away, please. But yeah, it is people like, I. these are people who have been brainwashed mostly. And those, yeah. the people who were like, I, like, I do feel bad for the people who she told to turn off the utility bills. And they're just like, probably in a desperate space where they don't have enough money. And they're like, oh, okay. It's for, like, they went into it because they're in a desperate space. I don't know. It's don't know. that's me maybe <laughs> putting too much like too much goodwill. Faith. If somebody, if the somebody is turning off their own utilities and they have the ability to change that situation for themselves, just fucking. I'm not saying they're smart, but you know what? <laughs> I do feel bad for them. Like, <laughs> but anyway, I I feel bad for us ending the podcast. We have to feel time. bad for ourselves now. It's you know we yeah. got to do it. I'm always, I'm always feeling bad about myself. It's great, you know. But you shouldn't feel bad about yourself, listeners. You should send us an email at segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Also, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. And hook up our Twitter, at Segment City, or YouTube, Segment City. And we'd like to give a big thank you to someone in particular. Thank you to Rachel Robinson. She does our intro music. She has other music you can find on platforms such as Spotify. Please go mm. check her out. Give her a listen. You might enjoy yourself. You, you will might. enjoy yourself. That's true. Anyway, we're now going to go to the list of unusual deaths, our, our ending segment. I'm going to do two because these are very short ones. Yep. Uh, Valentian the first died in 17, the 17th of November, 375. The Roman emperor Valentian 
the first suffered a stroke, which was provoked by yelling at foreign envoys in anger. <laughs> so he's literally like, you listen here, you. Oh, God. <laughs> and just had a stroke. And the imagine being those foreign envoys who are just getting their ass just absolutely handed to them. And they're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, we didn't do this. We're like, leaving. Goodbye. Now, this this is interesting that it, like, jumps ahead to the uh, Middle Ages. It just goes, like, it has a new section now. It's Middle Ages. We're in the Middle oh. Ages, baby. Okay. This is Constance II, who died uh, July 15th, 668. Byzantine Emperor. So this is the other side of the the coin. Yeah. The, the Eastern Roman Empire. Assassinated with a bucket, according to Theophysius of Edius. They don't go into detail of how he died. <laughs> That's a like bucket, a hitman though. mission. <laughs> got a moment in him with <laughs> a bucket, bucket, a bucket. Absolutely, and that's you know what I I hope it was like on top of a door frame. Did we guys did we forget to fill that with water as a fun gag? Was it just a bucket, a really heavy bucket? Oh fuck! Oh fuck! I filled it with scorpions, dude. Oh shit, dude! That's bad. I fucked up, didn't I? (laughs) 